Gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not, hello folks, it's the other guy on the other podcast, John Hogue here. And if I can believe the indication on the control panel, hello Diana. Hello, hello, here I am. Yes, and you sound lovely. How are things in Valdosta? Uh, you know, um, I would be hard pressed to say because I haven't actually emerged from my house since Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Why? Oh, you've because been Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving and worse yet, Black Friday. Um, um, my husband happened to have to go to the store, and he wandered. He happened to venture over to Sam's Club, and he pulled into the. He he saw that there how many people were in the parking lot, but he thought, um, you know, maybe it's not quite so bad. He's looking for a parking space, and he sees that the line is out the door and down into the parking lot uh, for people trying to get in. And this is on Wednesday. He looks at this and he says, "Uh, no," and comes home. We have not ventured out since. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, uh, uh, well, at least you haven't been hit in the head with a crowbar. There's that. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm looking at the uh, Valdosta Times and a Daily Times. Yep. Yes, and uh, a 24-year-old man uh, was arrested after striking a woman with a crowbar mid-afternoon on a mm -hmm. city street. Mm -hmm. At 4 p.m. on November 22nd, that would have been Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Thursday. At... No, the 22nd was Tuesday. Oh, sorry. 22nd okay. was Tuesday. Okay. So several officers responded to a call that a man was assaulting a woman mm -hmm. on North Troop Street. Yeah. Uh, Where okay. else? Yeah, yeah, he had struck her in, in the head with a crowbar and broken her cell phone. Oh. Uh, uh, anyways, and so he was charged with felony aggravated assault, felony obstruction of an officer. He's going to Reedsville. You won't see him no more. No, we while, don't yeah. want to. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at Hogwash. Stacy blogs at uh, theothermccain.com and uh, Diana blogs infrequently, but uh, with insight at her blog as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, Stacy, it's been a big uh, last few days for football. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm uh, well, to start with, of course, uh, with about two minutes left. 
Number seven, Alabama leads Auburn 49 to 27, and it's not that close. Uh, Alabama <laughs> got a 35 to 14 lead at halftime. So, so uh, the Iron Bowl, uh, Alabama beats Auburn. Uh, number nine, Oregon is uh, trailing number 21, Oregon State, with about uh, five minutes left in that game. Uh, 38 to 34 is the score. Uh, TCU, ranked number fourth, is whomping the hell out of Iowa State, 55 to 14. Uh, Penn State, uh, ranked number 11th, uh, leads Michigan State, uh, 21 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Utah, ranked number 14th. Uh, 56, Colorado 14. In uh, earlier games today, uh, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs defeated their rival Georgia Tech 37 to 14. And uh, number kind of an upset in the Big Ten today. Uh, mm-hmm. Number three, Michigan uh, defeated Ohio State, which was ranked number two and previously undefeated. Uh, so it was Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. Uh, number eight, Clemson uh, got upset at home uh, by their cross-state rival, the University of South Carolina, Go Cox, uh, 31 to 30. Uh, Kentucky uh, defeated number 25, Louisville, and their big uh, arch rivalry there. Uh, 26 to 13. Uh, earlier this week on Thursday, uh, Ole Miss, ranked number 20th, lost to uh, cross state rival Mississippi State, 24 to 22. And on Friday, uh, Florida State, ranked number 16th, defeated the Florida Gators. Uh, number 17, North Carolina, uh, lost to unranked North Carolina State. 30 to 17. That's at, almost a cross town rivalry. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. at Chapel Hill. Um, anyways, uh, UCLA uh, ranked number 18th, defeated California, Berkeley, uh, <laughs> 35 to 28. Uh, number 19, Tulane. Tulane is 10 and 2. I can't believe this. Uh, Tulane, 27. <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're ranked, uh, defeated number 24, Cincinnati, 27 to 24. And finally, uh, the number 23 ranked Texas Longhorns uh, defeated Baylor, 38 to 27. And at the bottom of the hour, uh, number 10, Tennessee, will uh, have its uh, return grudge match with uh, Vanderbilt. The uh, That's the cross-state r- rivalry in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, I, I, you mean we will, you, you mean the slaughter will commence? The nation's attention will be riveted. I'm sure. But, in uh, Nashville. Well, uh, <laughs> actually, you know, we beat them not too many years ago. It happens every once in a while. So, you know, mm, who knows? Don't uh, rule it out. Y'all won two in a row. You beat Kentucky and Florida, right? Yeah. Which is pretty amazing, really. I mean, and I'm proud of you guys. I mean, I mean you <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean, we're only in, I mean, we're only as far back as seventh place in the SEC at the moment. 
Hey, hey, hey. It's scary. On the other hand, there are other sports going on uh, in this time of year. Yes, yes, there are. Hockey. Hockey. Which Hockey. which is not a, you know, I mean, I, I really do believe very firmly in that joke, of, and well, it's not entirely a joke, that um, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out, which is, I, I this was the last sport I expected to go woke. Yeah, uh, and, and, and it's interesting to me because, you know, when I was a very small kid, Nashville had a minor league uh, uh, baseball team, the Nashville Vols, and when they folded a, a Within a year or two, we got a minor league hockey team, the Dixie Flyers, and they had a, I mean, Nashville became a real hockey town, and of course, we got the Predators now, but the NHL had a tweet that said, trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary identity is real. Apparently, they're promoting some sort of uh, hockey tournament or, or <sighs> game that's got a, trans players, and Jordan Peterson uh, tweeted, not hockey too. Canada is definitely doomed. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's... Well, well, we will get to Canada after a while. Boy, yes, we will. Um, <clears throat> but there have been other interesting things going on on the Twitters of, of the last few, well, the last <laughs> month almost now. Um, yes. And there was, you know, it's it's been watching uh, I, 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 it's, uh, the, 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 the surplus of uh, liberal tears has just been amazing. It uh, it's almost become a drowning hazard in some quarters. But uh, Rock, you, you remember that? Well, if you, it's a private company, if you don't like it, uh, build your own. Build or, your own, or, right? Or in this case, buy your, buy them out. Uh, Robert Reich had a tweet <laughs> that I had to uh, respond to. He, he tweeted, "Here's what Elon Musk fails to understand." Much of a corporation's value is in their workers, their knowledge, skills, and ideas. When he fired half of Twitter's workforce and drove off even more, he wasn't cutting costs. He was actively destroying what he bought. I mean, that's pure Marxist drivel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a saying that uh, goes, 20% uh, uh, of the customers drink 80% of the beer. Yeah. Um, and that's a version of the 80-20 rule uh, that was mm -hmm. coined by an English pub keeper uh, almost two, well, two centuries ago. Mm -hmm. And it's an informal summary of a mathematical behavioral science law mm -hmm. called the Pareto distribution. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically the way that goes is if you have a statistically large population uh, you could take the square root of the total population and that subpopulation is probably doing half the beneficial, whatever it is you're measuring for either mm -hmm. earning wealth or producing product or whatever. So if Twitter had 7,500 employees, uh, the Pareto distribution suggests there would be like 87 ish, uh, about that, about that actual employees producing about half the useful work in the company. So yep. firing half the uh, dead wood, you know, <laughs> is, 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 is not going to get you there. Um, you know, Musk knows how to run a business. That's mm -hmm. something Robert Reich has never done. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens. Uh, well, the other thing that I would, that I have wondered 
Um, and please don't take this as anything more than an idle speculation. But um, given the way that Twitter has run and um, the, the perks its employees so-called receive, I have con constantly wondered, um, is this some sort of weird money laundering scheme? Because <clears throat> one of the things, one of the reasons that restaurants are such great money laundering things is because money goes in and nobody's terribly surprised if not a whole lot comes out. Twitter's never made a profit. No, I know well, that. Well, <laughs> uh, one, one of the things you've got to understand about media, <coughs> think about book publishing, right? Okay, a small number of uh, successful authors, mm -hmm. right, uh, make all the money, you know, and you're talking about yeah. the Pareto rule, uh, you know, a few blockbusters a year, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that make all the money for the major publishing companies. If a publishing company publishes a thousand titles, only about 30 of them are going to uh, re result in about half their revenue. Right. Correct. And, and, um, and, and then they give out contracts to their friends. Okay. Oh. Uh, where the advance uh, Never is likely paid. to exceed whatever revenue is actually produced by it, this. It will, the most, a lot of advances never get paid back. Right, mm -hmm. right, of course. And so, and so, um, uh, such, you know, so uh, to become a published author uh, <laughs> is, is kind of an inside club game with all these uh, graduates from Brown and Columbia uh, working up there, they're going to, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, if you actually, if ahead. you actually want to get, if you actually are a good writer and want to get published, go to Bain Books. Right, right. You know, or a little bit, bit of blood on the bulkheads, it'll do it. Yeah, well, either that or just self-publish, which is uh, something that over the last fifteen years is beginning to gut. The publishing industry. Yeah, well, Larry, that's how Larry Correa of Monster Hunter uh, International fame got started. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways, but the thing is, is that uh, it's kind of a club. And so uh, if you look at who was employed over there, uh, <laughs> you know, doing uh, safety, right? Okay, oh. the people in charge of banning us or suppressing our voices on uh, Twitter. Uh, those people uh, all went to the right schools. I'll put it to you that. Oh way. yes. Oh yes. Well, of course, Musk has announced that there's going to be an amnesty based on <laughs> the uh, uh, poll he ran <laughs> of, of accounts on Twitter beginning next week of accounts that uh, weren't uh, really thrown off for you know something criminal or uh, threats or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, now. When Brett Kimberlin, uh, who is someone that people can look up, but just go to, just Google him or go to Hogwash and type Brett Kimberlin in the search thing. When, uh, <laughs> Brett Kimberlin uh, was uh, uh, being upset by the coverage he was getting at Hogwash. He made a, a bunch of series, uh, of, a whole series of false accusations against me of targeted harassment back in 2015. And in fact, I was one of the very first people that got permanently suspended. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they hadn't quite figured out how they're really supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And they wound up uh, telling some third parties 
why I had allegedly been suspended. And of course, that was defamatory. So they decided, well, you can have one of the three accounts we suspended back. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting uh, my other two accounts back. One was a parody account and one was my personal account. The only thing I have left now is my business account. Uh, <laughs> however, a friend of mine named Patrick Grady tweeted out that we should beware that there's going to be 200 plus cabin boy accounts about to be freed. Now the cabin boy is Bill Smallfeld, who was one of the PR flacks working in uh, was part of team Kimberlin. Oh. So it's uh, all I can say about that is stay tuned. Yeah. Bill Smallfeld, well, uh, there's a, uh, a police have issued a be on the lookout for Bill Smallfeld's neck. No one has ever seen it. Uh, Actually, uh, his, his skull is attached directly to his shoulders. To his shoulders. It looks that way, yes. Well, I, I did see a, pic, a, a picture that was alleged to be from his high school yearbook, and he apparently had one back then. Yeah, well, well, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Bill Smallfeld. I try not to think about him. You uh, know, uh, well, I it, he is very fortunate that he has managed to fall pretty much off my radar. Yeah. Well, you know, he right now he is uh, working as an editor for a, a, a small chain of uh, community newspapers in North Dakota, and we'll just, uh, we'll then I there. really, really North hesitate. North Dakota to... in December—that's that's really great. Man. Yeah. Well, of course, I really the... hesitate to think what the condition of the 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 uh, the proofreading, the uh, editing, the reporting. I mean, come on, Bill Schmalfeld. Hello. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure it brings back uh, memories of an interesting Thanksgiving weekend for Stacy. Just hearing that name again. Oh my God! Oh God! Oh you poor God. man. That's one of the. What oh, was that, it? That, four? Was it four hundred messages in in oh, like forty eight hours? It was insane. It was it, just. It, it, well, it, it was one of the. It was one of the earlier uh, suspensions that he went through. Uh, mm. At, uh, at Twitter. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Stacy, uh, by the time they got around to suspending you, they had tweaked the process. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, there's a post uh, right now near the top of my <laughs> blog called Mystery Solved. Did this Canadian get my R.S. McCain account banned from Twitter? Uh, and it involves a person named Scotchy Cool. Uh, I, 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 you'd have what to kind of look name it is up. That? Uh, yeah, well, she is Kashmiri uh, by ancestry. Oh, and it's a okay. Yeah, yeah. So Scotchy Cool is her name. But uh, <clears throat> I've always hated Canada. No, <laughs> you know, I've often. Uh, <laughs> If we just test some or something, you know, uh, you know, Toronto. I mean, there might be innocent people killed in, if we nuke Toronto, but not enough to matter. But anyways, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, uh, my genocidal hatred of Canada. It's a uh, no. But anyways, I I'm not actually advocating genocide, folks. That's a a, uh, that's called dark humor, hyperbole. Well, anyways, uh, when it, when my account was banned in February 2016, uh, they told me that I had been, quote-unquote, participating in targeted abuse. See? <laughs> yeah, and, and 
But as I said at the time, nobody ever explained to me who was targeted, what kind of abuse they suffered, or how I was participating. In See, this. they didn't. They didn't tell anybody any details. They have learned their lesson with me. Yep. Anyways, and and or how I was participating in this alleged abuse. Now I had tens of thousands of followers who were mystified and stunned that I'd banned because in almost every case uh, where someone has been, you know, a, a reasonably high profile account has been banned uh, from Twitter, there was something, some incident uh, where you could point to what they had done uh, that had caused it. I remember um, uh, one fellow had done some doxing and uh, mm. Milo Yiannopoulos had insulted uh, an actress and <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was the, the Ghostbusters. Ugh. But, Ugh. It, but I'm sorry, um, insults are, I thought insults were under free speech. I mean, yeah, well, you may not like it, but... Yeah, I know, but you know how things got out of control over there at Twitter. But anyway, yeah. but usually you could point to someone, well, I had just been doing what I'd been regularly doing. But um, because um, Elon Musk had suggested uh, it would be reinstating, open to reinstating... Log on R.S. McCain account for the first time in years um, and submit a, uh, uh, an, an appeal of my suspension. And so when I did, uh, did this and got back, I happened to be looking at my profile, which I could see and read only. And two of the last three... Uh, it's about seven o'clock on um, February nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Had to do with Scotchy Cool. Now, who is Scotchy Cool, and why would I be responding to her? Well, she was an editor for the Canadian side of BuzzFeed, and she put out a call uh, for searching for writers, and said, "quote unquote." would you like to write long form for BuzzFeed Canada? Well, you can. We want pitches for your can Canada-centric essays and reporting. And then she followed that up by saying, we would particularly like to hear from you if you're not white and not male. <sighs> yeah. And, and so a lot of people reacted to this. And I, I put up a couple of tweets, including one where I said, deliberate discrimination against white males is called diversity. That was my mm -hmm. main reaction. And it may have... Now, for a long time, we had suspected that Anita Sarkeesian uh, was the person behind this. But it looks like then it may have been this scotchy cool person uh, <laughs> because for the next few days after I got banned, there were all kinds of articles about how um, uh, she was harassed and attacked and uh, actually driven off of Twitter, supposedly, by, no, the, by the blizzard of hate that she got in response. And so... <sighs> 
And so she said, I don't care about you. Said, oh, so why would she care about the uh, why the uh, if she felt she was being abused? You just scroll past it. Come on, yeah. hon. Yeah. Cowgirl well, up a little. Anyways, well, let me tell you something. Elon Musk has said that there will be a general amnesty <laughs> of suspended accounts. And I hope if someone is listening, that they will bring this to the attention of Scotchy Cool. Because <clears throat> when I come back, I'm going to be wanting to look her up. <laughs> it's just howdy. <laughs> Oh, but be. anyways, blame Canada. They're not even a real country Always. anyway. You think so? Um, <laughs> anyways. Well, but, but, you know, this is the interesting thing about the way people were dealing with stuff. Um, it's one thing to dox people, right? Uh, to put uh, to put their uh, personal Person. identification, identifying information up, their f home phone numbers, for example, or their their home addresses, or pictures of their children. Girl. Now, that happened to me uh, routinely. Although, in mm -hmm. the case of my uh, son, when they, when they put his picture up, he was 22 years old, and he was not the least bit intimidated by it. But uh, the Yeah, I remember him going to uh, court hearings yeah. <laughs> to uh, confront some of these people eye to eye. <laughs> yes. It, so it was, you know, uh, and and what I would do was when I caught them doing something that explicitly violated the Twitter terms of service, I would send a message, not because I particularly cared about me, but because they were doing it to other people, too. And I would say, hey, mm -hmm. look, they just did this to me. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of uh Various accounts uh, from various members of Team Kimberlin uh, were suspended, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, it uh, then they tried it on me, and they were sort of kind of successful until it turned out that I really hadn't not only had I really not violated any of the terms of service, I really hadn't done what they said in the first place, and they had, mm -hmm. and unfortunately. Uh, people who should have kept their mouth shut said uh, things that accused me of a, uh, committing a crime, and they said it to third parties. And so, you know, that's the my experience in that case, I'm sure, is why they went this radio silence move mm -hmm. uh, on, on talking about any of these things. Because if you don't, if you don't say anything, you can't be accused of defamation. Right, right. Well, that's right. a and, good idea. <laughs> yeah, and um, and and you know, by the way, um, uh, someone actually had um, uh, so, you know, invited me to join a lawsuit against Twitter, and I thought mm -hmm. about it, and I've never been a plaintiff in a lawsuit. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I just don't. I'm I'm not one of these uh, litigious people. Uh, I have uh, unfortunately had to be a defendant because of a certain hyper litigious felon. Uh, but um, anyways, but but, you know, the thing is, is that is that um, the wheel of karma uh, tends <laughs> to get people sooner or later. Yes. You know, if you if you are not in, in physical danger, if you're you know, if you're um, 
uh, if you're safe, I'll just put it to you that way. If, if your safety is not threatened, then, um, uh, you know, usually just ignore it, let it go away. Uh, but, you know, I am not, um, you know, I, I was never intimidated by those sons of bitches. But, um, well, neither, neither was I, but on the other hand... Oh, I was annoyed. <laughs> I, well, what I was, was I was able to uh, bring them uh, to account for their behavior when other people weren't. And so I was able to step in between uh, these bullies and some of their victims. Yeah, well, defamation... Yep, I've lo I, I've only won eight of their lawsuits against me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, um, speaking of defamation, actually, I wasn't going to speak about defamation just yet. I was going to speak about the yellow button. But why don't you go ahead and, and run that one? The yellow button. Oh, okay. Uh, well, folks, we have reached the uh, portion of our program dedicated to shameless capitalism, where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. Now, if you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute currency in any denomination, dollars, euros, pesos, shekels, yen, any currency, except, of course, uh, Russian rubles because of the uh, current ongoing problems. But uh, anyways, whatever currency you got, uh, they'll take it. Uh, click the yellow button and contribute to help uh, support the blog to support this podcast and, of course, to keep my wife happy uh, because she likes it when I make money off of this racket. And keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. If you look over there in the uh, sidebar, you'll see a tip jar icon. Now, click on that. You'll be taken to my PayPal account and uh, you can help support the blog that way. Oh, or the podcast, or you'll find a link also in this, the sidebar to the Hogwash store where you can buy all sorts of um, interesting stuff that has branding associated with the blog. And of course, I get a cut of that action. But the, the real big thing right now is, of course, Black Friday. And if you look at Hogwash, you'll see uh, all sorts of links to the uh, Cyber Monday sales that are about the, that are actually in progress already at Amazon. Click on those links and Hogwash will get a cut of the action. I participate in the Amazon affiliate program, and that's uh, something that Amazon does uh, to help uh, the blogosphere. And we bloggers appreciate it. By the way, there are also Amazon shopping links at theothermccain.com. But regardless, how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Now, Stacy, we were going to talk about lying and defamation and getting away with it, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the thing is, while. is that this is one of the big ones, the big 10, okay? If you recall, folks, mm -hmm. thou shalt not bear false witness, okay? Mm -hmm. In other words, 
uh, defamation, okay, is a sin, okay? Mm-hmm. It's one thing, and, and, and I think most people uh, understand this, that the child caught with his hand in the cookie jar is going to tell a lie. That's a defensive <laughs> lie, okay? But if he said that his little brother was the one uh, who did it, um, then that is uh, bearing false witness. So, uh, so, so perjury, uh, perjury is not only a crime but a sin. And, and speaking of, which, and even worse, it's disinformation. Mm-hmm. I had a post this week with the headline: "Will the media ever admit that Christine Blasey Ford slandered Brett Kavanaugh?" And um, and uh, the reason for this, the reason I bring this up is because of Mark Judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Judge was a classmate of Brett Kavanaugh at mm-hmm. uh, Georgetown Prep, uh, which was a Catholic private school. And in the 80s, uh, uh, well, it was the 80s. Uh, kids were kind of wild. That was uh, somewhere between um, um, uh, Ferris Bueller and uh, what was it? What Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High. High. Uh, that was uh, the really kids early. Were running 80s. wild back in the day. I'm. I'm. Uh, 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 I can tell you, it wasn't just Georgetown Prep. Uh, the guy who grew up in the '60s smiles quietly to himself. Well, anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Mark Judge, a conservative writer who's written for many uh, publications, uh, wrote in 2005 wrote a memoir called "God and Man at Georgetown Prep." And what happened was, is that in the months leading up to when Brett Kavanaugh uh, was nominated to the court, the uh, Democrats, knowing that uh, there was liable to be an opening on the court and knowing that Kavanaugh was one of the leading contenders for the uh, Supreme Court nomination, uh, began uh, opposition research and and with Kavanaugh, they realized that Mark Judge's book, right, because Mark Judge was a close friend of Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. they, they decided to use it as a sort of roadmap uh, for character assassination. And, and so, and, and it seems that it was from this that led to them uh, starting to contact uh, anyone who had known uh, Kavanaugh back in the day, and that's where Christine Blasey Ford enters the picture. Mm. And uh, what they did to Kavanaugh is well known, uh, but Mark Judge uh, was dragged into it against his will um, mm-hmm. uh, because his name was mentioned in the Washington Post, um, and he and uh, in the uh, Dust Jacket uh, copy of Devil's Triangle is his new book, okay? The Devil's Triangle. He said, the actors in this malicious and cynical plot against Kavanaugh were an informal cabal of partisan reporters, Democrats in Congress, and shadowy opposition researchers, a Devil's Triangle whom Judge aptly compares to the Stasi. 
the mm-hmm. dreaded East German secret police who terrorized citizens during the Cold War. And uh, he talks about some of the shocking journalistic malfeasance um, <laughs> in there, including the original story about this uh, by Emma Brown of the Washington Post, who failed to include, and this is important, failed to include any reference to Leland Kaiser in her her initial story uh, about this. And this is important because Leland Kaiser was a friend back in high school of Christine Blasey Ford. And Ford had claimed that Kaiser was actually present at the party where uh, Ford uh, claimed that she had been sexually assaulted by Brett Kavanaugh. And, uh, but Kaiser flatly denied knowing anything about this. She mm-hmm. said she doesn't remember any party like this, and she had mm-hmm. no knowledge that Brett Kavanaugh ever acted this way. And, but the Washington Post didn't mention that, even though they had contacted her. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> And, Democracy dies in derpness. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and it's just you know it boils your blood when you realize what uh, I mean. It was just a flat out smear, and we have no reason, not a scintilla of evidence, to suggest that Christine Blasey Ford was telling the truth. What tells me she was lying? Okay, mm-hmm. she made this thing up oh, out yeah. of whole cloth. And uh, for purely political reasons, and the media to this day have not acknowledged this. They want to pretend not. that it's some sort of gray area. Well, on the one side, this, one side, that. No, no, no. She lied. Okay. Yes, yes. And well, but you see, uh, the people who are responsible for protecting us from disinformation. <laughs> uh, well, the whole. It. Uh, speaking of that. Uh, an interesting f- uh, registration form for uh, filed under the Foreign Agents Registration Act form mm. number registration number seventy one ninety two has uh, recently surfaced. Uh, it was filed yep. just uh, a few days ago by Nina Jankowitz <laughs> as a foreign agent. She's uh, apparently working with uh, an outfit called the Center. For information resilience, which is uh, uh, in uh, London, very 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 globalist and very very posh, and and many people believe that it's just a cutout for 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 British intelligence. But go ahead. Well, there's other things, but it's interesting. One thing she has to she has to say how much they're paying her and all that sort of stuff. And twenty four thousand in one year. I wouldn't call that a bad payday. No, twenty four thousand in sixty days. Yeah, Ooh. I saw that, which got and, my but it, that got my attention. I'm like, hmm, and, 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 and two and two equal monthly payments. Mm. So she's she's operating uh, out of Arlington, Virginia now, and mm. um, we'll, we'll we'll see and how. That... Tell, remind them who Nina Jankowitz. Uh... Oh, uh, Miss Jankowitz was uh, the we're going to run the Homeland Security Department's. Uh, uh, disinformation, disinformation. Gover- governance board. Yeah, yeah. That that, yes. that whole that, the whole idea of 
disinformation. It's so and cold governance and yeah. disinformation governance. I mean, who was looking at that title and not and uh, were I mean, were they like uh, consulting Orwell as they put it together? Because... <laughs> yeah, really, it does sound that way. It's sort of like the trust and safety uh, <laughs> council at yeah, uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, on the other hand, uh, now that there is at least a, uh, a flip in the control of the House of Representatives, there is going to be a certain amount of uh, consequences. Uh, con uh, consequences for things that have happened over the past couple of Ooh, years. Yes. And there's going to be a certain amount of investigation about what the hell's been going on. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the first thing, obviously, that Republicans are going to do is they're going <laughs> to shut down that damn J6 witch hunt. But mm -hmm. uh, during the camp, uh, during the past couple of years, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican uh, incoming uh, Speaker of the House, repeatedly promised that when the GOP regained control of the House, he would remove Adam Schiff. Eric Swalwell and Ilhan Omar from their committee assignments. Excellent and, uh, idea. <laughs> last weekend, he was speaking at a Republican Jewish coalition event in Las Vegas, during which he announced that he would follow through on his promise to boot the notorious anti Semite yes. uh, Representative Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Quote unquote, <laughs> I'm keeping that promise. Yes. Uh, uh, and sources close to McCarthy have uh, told the Washington Times that Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell both can expect to be kicked off the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence as well. Well, that's a good thing. In in yeah. um, in 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 uh, uh, what's his Schiff's case it's because it's contradiction in terms i mean intelligence and shift you've got to be kidding and national security thanks you it thanks mccarthy deeply for getting swalwell out of there good heavenly the way, day the, the kitty is fondling the microphone again yeah, uh, yes i can't uh, help that he loves swalwell, it <laughs> by the way was in a relationship uh, a, a honey fang fang uh, honey trap with uh, uh, Fang Fang, <laughs> Fang Fang, a Chinese spy, <laughs> and uh, oh, Adam Lord. Schiff has repeatedly falsely claimed to have seen intelligence that Trump colluded with Russia. Never produced the evidence, but claimed to have seen such evidence. Schiff did and, that too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, I'm Schiff. Sorry. That's what I was talking about. Schiff and. The reason this is payback is, first of all, the J6 committee, in which uh, was never a properly constituted committee because um, they didn't give the House minority any representation on the committee. They that Nancy Pelosi picked her own pet, quote unquote, <laughs> Republicans uh, to sit on that committee. And the other thing they had done is they had removed Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Paul Gosar of Arizona from their committees. Okay, this was completely unprecedented for the majority uh, to tell the minority uh, members who could be on it. So, uh, so we're going to make them play by their own rules, which is, if you will recall, that's a part of uh, the rules for radicals. Mm. And so, uh, uh. and by the way, uh, 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 
Kevin McCarthy knows damn well uh, that the Republican base is out for blood. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got to he's got to serve up some red meat uh, just to keep them happy because they, there's a lot of people angry about the failure of the red wave and everything like that. So, uh, so. yeah. Well, by the way, just as a, a little insert of something that I didn't really put in uh, the uh, our suggested agenda, but having to do with red meat, today was opening day of deer season with modern firearms here in Maryland. <laughs> oh, okay. And um, uh, I made the a suggestion that uh, a, a rifle chambered in a 350 Legend would probably be more appropriate than a 350 Chevy. Mm. Well, yes. by the way, uh, the Tennessee no Volunteers uh, scored on their first possession, uh, driving 75 yards in four plays uh, for a touchdown. So it's now... Tennessee 7, Vanderbilt 0. Yep, and it's, it's probably <laughs> so I, not... I'm just passing it's, that up. And it's probably along. not going to be any particularly surprising game, particularly mm -hmm. since, uh, you know, it, uh, Tennessee oh. is rated this year and Vanderbilt is, is at least managed to elevate Vanderbilt its... Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. It, well, Vanderbilt has at least elevated itself above dead last. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, I guess it was the best of times and the worst, of times. worst of times. But uh, <clears throat> let's talk about a tale of three cities instead of only two of them. And this, one of them is, in fact, London. Uh, the other two are Kiev and uh, Dresden. Mm -hmm. um, there was a post uh, at, over in, at the Telegraph in UK uh, mm -hmm. by a guy named Fraser Nelson. Uh, and he was talking about Putin's attempt to demoralize Ukraine by knocking out uh, a lot of their power infrastructure, trying to freeze people out for the winter. Mm. And it's having a reverse effect from, from his point of our observation. Basically, what Putin is doing to uh, uh, Kiev and other cities is Cute. analogous to what the Germans did during the Blitz. They are causing a lot of... Uh, pain, but they're not reaching the level of destruction that ensures victory. Mm -hmm. uh, Putin's running out. Well, they've almost completely exhausted their precision munitions, and now they're basically doing the uh, cruise missile equivalent of carpet bombing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, going after the ener energy infrastructure is trying to use, as uh, the Ukrainians have said, uh, winter as a weapon again of mass destruction. Uh, but he just doesn't have the wherewithal to do more than inflict a bunch of hardship in which, and hardship shared and hardship overcome is something that strengthens the binds, uh, the, the ties that bind a team together, a people together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's going to backfire. Um, you know, if you look at what the Luftwaffe did to London, mm. and then you look at what the RAF did to Dresden. Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, there is a huge difference. And, uh, you know, God help the Russians if uh, the Ukrainians were to get their hands on, on that level of, uh, of uh, force to apply back. But 
you know, I have a picture of uh, what Dresden looked like in 1945 at the blog. And it's, you know, when the fires were still burning from the incendiary raids uh, of 1945. And if you want to read an account of what that was like, read Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Vonnegut was a prisoner of war in Dresden during the raid. And uh, his experiences are, 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 are form the basis of that book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, let me give you some football updates. Okay. Uh, uh, it's tied uh, in uh, College Station, Texas. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of? Uh, where Texas A&M is tied 7-7 seven to seven with number five ranked uh, LSU. Uh, meanwhile, um, Vanderbilt's driving. They've got a first down at the Tennessee 40, so uh, we'll see That's how so that bad. goes. Notre Dame and USC are still scoreless. And uh, really? and that's your update on the football. Speaking of. Well, you know, but I'm, uh, getting back to uh, what I was talking about, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. Most of the third world's armies are equipped with Russian weapons. <laughs> and Russia basically has, through uh, screwing up the Ukraine war, turned itself into a third world power. <sighs> That unfortunately also has nukes. And uh, John, John, yep. be careful. Uh, winter is coming. That's going to kind of close a lot of stuff down. Now, there are some things I'd suggest the Ukrainians uh, engage in, but um, what's going to happen is a really typical Russian thing where they start trying, where they start getting rid of people until they find somebody competent. And actually a whole bunch of competent people, because there are some. They've got to exist. And they're going to the try and regroup. One, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the last one died was Zukov. Uh, you know, there are days when I think so, too. But, I, you know, there's got to be somebody who even halfway competent. Well, and the actually, fact is that if you could actually focus ru- the, the enormous resources of Russia on actually winning something... Um, they probably could. I don't think that even with um, even with the ha- because of the hands off nature of the way we're supporting Ukraine, um, it you know I'm I'm just not going to say that Russia's lost the war yet. Now, if if Putin manages to croak before spring, all bets are off. Well, there's a whole bunches of other things that are happening. You know, every oh, time a lot they're, of they're, 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 no, I mean. That when they're taking these conscripts and sending them and they, they don't even have complete uh, in the Ukraine, they mm-hmm. don't even have enough clothing to give them complete uniforms. Yeah, not, all, not all of them even get a rifle. Mm-hmm. And they surrender as fast as they can. And can you and, blame them? And, well, but, but you know, the, there are all sorts of other things happen. I mean, basically oh, there's a lot. The, the, the Turks, the Turks are, are, are playing hardball with the Dardanelles. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, they are. The, the, the Finns and uh, the uh, the Finns Lith- are giggling while standing. The Finns and the Lithuanians are integrating their coastal uh, the defense missile systems, and uh, the Finns and the uh, uh, and this uh, Swedish Estonians. Uh, well, the, the uh, and the swims and the Finns and the uh, Swedes are. Uh, are uh, combining their naval operations as well. Yes, so they are. it is not looking good uh, for the, the Russians' ability to project power any place anymore. No, it isn't. With anything other than ICBMs. 
Yeah, um, I know. And I'm betting that about a third of their ICBMs will just kind of do the Eeyore, oh, what's the point thing and not even launch. Well, I mean, yeah, see, that's the point. You know, they, they have tens of thousands <laughs> of tanks that are have been stripped for parts to keep a few others going. And I it's know. that sort of thing. You know, but I mean, the thing is, if you don't tend to what you've done to achieve a level of accomplishment or a level of power, it okay. wastes away. And the classic business example of that that we're seeing right now is Disney. Oh, my God. Disney. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, apparently, Disney decided that they had not yet gotten woke enough or gone oh, broke yeah. enough fast enough. Uh, apparently, they're not gay enough over at Disney. Um, uh, uh, the CEO, Bob Chapek, uh, was ousted, uh, and they brought back the former CEO, Bob Iger. Now, a lot of conservatives, when they saw Chapek had been gone and that Iger was coming back, they, they assumed that this was a, a victory in the culture war. No, 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 nope. no, no. What it was was that they felt uh, the board uh, at Disney felt that he wasn't fighting hard enough against uh, Florida's uh, Ron DeSantis uh, <sighs> over the so-called don't say gay bill, okay? And idea. so so they brought in Iger, apparently, with the idea that he's going to play um, uh, hardball, hardball. with DeSantis. Uh, right, right, right. Good luck with that, right? Well, well good luck but, with... But uh, Iger uh, said in an interview with Chris Wallace of CNN... Quote, a lot of these issues are not necessarily political. It's about right and wrong. So I happened to feel, and I tweeted an opinion about the don't say gay bill in Florida. To me, it wasn't about politics. It is about what is right and what is wrong, and that just seemed wrong. It seemed potentially harmful to kids, quote unquote. How? He's talking about a parental rights bill. Okay. Well, on the other hand, uh, they, you know, they just put out a, a, a new animated feature called Strange World, and it is tanking at the box <laughs> office. Um, yeah. You know, it, it involves, it, it includes a, uh, a teenage gay romance, and mm, even the, no. there's almost, almost none of the uh, characters are white, and even the dog is disabled. Oh, oh my for God. heaven's yeah, sake. It, it is... Uh, I, I'm just looking at that. He uh, calls my attention to uh, John Nolte's uh, uh, comment, column about what's gone with this um, uh, strange world uh, uh, thing. And, and the picture of this thing, it's like, why would anybody want to watch that movie? Uh, and especially take their children to it. Yeah, and take their children to it. That's what's mm -hmm. scary. Uh, but, you know, that's, I guess, you know, one thing that you have to remember about Disney is mm. they're headquartered in California. And speaking of California. Uh, Boy. Yeah, this, uh, well. Uh, I like your headline. By oh, the way. you like that. Yeah, a robot's got to know its limitations. The San Francisco <sighs> police is proposing to uh, arm their uh, 
you know, bomb inspection and uh, robots and that sort of uh, stuff that give it a license to uh, kill. Yeah, that's the part that kind of shakes me. Now, um, uh, Stacy, you're kind of a fan of a donut operator like me. Yeah, 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 donut operator. Well, yeah, you know that you know donut has a T-shirt that's the um, R two F U. For uh, and I'm sort of wondering what he would make of this particular development. Oh my God! Well, yeah. Well, well, by the way, the the phrase uh, you know, a man's got to know his limitations. Yes. Okay, uh, that of course is Inspector Harry Callahan, Callahan of the San Francisco PD. My favorite line of his is, "Well, I'm all broken up about that man's rights." Yeah. Well, anyway, my my whole comment about the, the idea of, of of killer robots is was unavailable for comment. Mm. Well, do you remember? Do you remember a few years ago the uh, mall uh, security bot, the one of those uh, ones with the little blue lights and sort of cone shaped? Yeah, uh, that committed suicide in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes. Anyway, uh, uh, but that this this kind of gets us to the end of, of the uh, podcast, and I'm no. just going to lead in to uh, uh, Stacy's uh, uh, crazy person uh, by saying, "I think so, brain, but either he's non-binary or he isn't." But um, boom. Well, if you say you're non-binary, no one can tell you otherwise. That's one of the great things about this nouveau identity thing, is that objective reality simply doesn't Need matter. not apply. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's like the old Lily Tomlin line, that reality is for people who can't handle drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, I don't need life. I'm high on drugs. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I was, I was talking to, by the way, I, you know, I have a, we have a group uh, text thing that I do with my sons when, you, you know, when Alabama's playing, uh -huh. uh, you know, you know, but I'll sometimes text them other stuff. And I was like, you kids don't know good rock and roll. And I sent them a, <laughs> I sent them a, 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 a link to the YouTube video of a live 1972 performance, a 73, whatever it was, Grand Funk Railroad, We're an American Band. <laughs> now, now, let me tell you something. The drummer <laughs> is the lead vocalist on that. And he's also and, and he, you know and he's also just pounding away like hell on those drums, and and, and, my, and my my army son replied to the you know the link on this says he says whatever drugs the drummer's on I want some of that I said well yeah of course we all do yeah but you know back in the day uh, you know see back in the day we 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 didn't have gender issues we were all too high to care uh, well on the other hand people who are people who don't understand that they're either male or female are crazy yes and uh, crazy, and crazy people, people are dangerous. dangerous no motive yet in the Colorado sure. Springs shooting um, the alleged gunman uh, who stormed into a gay bar uh, 
in Colorado Springs a week ago. Uh, and I, I believe he killed how many people? Four or five? Five? Five. I think it was five, yes. He killed five people, wounded seven others before he was uh, taken out by... Uh, a couple uh, of patrons. <laughs> yeah, including one who was a, a military officer uh, who happened to be there. Well, anyways, Anderson Lee Aldrich is a suspect. Well, it turns out... That uh, in June 2021, and you can do the date, that's 17 months ago, he was in an armed standoff with police at his mother's home in Colorado Springs, charged with multiple felonies, but for reasons as yet unknown, the charges were dropped and records in the case were sealed. So then, wearing body armor, armed with a knife and a pistol, he goes into the local gay bar, and uh, and uh, people have questions. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Bowman, yeah, Leslie Bowman, who apparently was uh, his mother's landlord, mm -hmm. said, "quote unquote If the justice system had followed through with something, anything." He wouldn't likely have had access to be able to get a weapon, and five people wouldn't have died. Yeah, well, but on the other hand, that's just the way things go. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson was pointing out that we don't yet know what the motive was, right? A lot of the media jumped in to say, well, this must be a hate crime. Yeah. And, um, um, uh, but, you know, and it seems logical. I mean, you shoot up a gay bar, right? I mean, you would think there might be some motive of prejudice there, but we don't know that. And then it came out, shockingly, uh, in the uh, court pleadings. Uh, his lawyer says that the gunman, a gun person, I should say, uh, is non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. So... What kind of a hate crime is that? Well, I hear the boogie-woogie piano in the background. He probably hated his high school English teacher. So I'm going to use they, probably. them pronouns and mess up all your subject verb agreements. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Um, well, on the other hand, they and them is plural, so maybe he's schizophrenic. Mm. Well, crazy people are dangerous. And uh, like I said, uh, we're nearing the close of the hour. So this is the time when I thank Diana Yay. for joining us. Yep. Always happy. And we'll see you all next week, folks. Good night, and Diana. Good next night. Saturday night, Good night. 7 o'clock, we'll be back with the other podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.